Welcome to Skidmark Show, the most socially distant show on the internet. Hell, we're so ahead of the curve with this pandemic that Jeff and Ethan aren't even in the same state right now. That's social distancing level expert. And in these strange and tingly times, we want to encourage everyone to stay safe and stay home if you can. That way you can listen to every episode of Skidmark Show as loud as you want and the boss won't know because you, fella... You're the boss now. Plus, with all that extra free time some of you have, you can pick up a new hobby or even start a home business. Just don't be one of those people that starts a podcast in your garage. There's too many of those out there right now. This is Skidmark Show. We're wearing hospital masks too. Not because we're sick. We're just ugly. Powered by Piz Oil. Hey, this is Time Out from The Last Dragon. You listen to Skidmark Show. Hi, this is Sung Kang, and you're listening to The Skidmark Show. Hey, this is Joe from Theory of a Dead Man, and you're listening to Skidmark Radio. Hello, and welcome to episode 116 of Skidmark Show, Earth's favorite podcast to listen to Well. Stuck inside with cabin fever. I'm Ethan D, and on this episode, we start with Greg Upchurch, formerly the drummer for Puddle of Mud, which is cool because we recently had Wes Gantlin on the show. Greg's currently the drummer for Three Doors Down. While Greg was social distancing, he decided to get creative and wrote a song about it called Skin to Skin. I've already posted the video up at our Facebook page, where he plays all the instruments and sings too. I also shared links to a song for you to share and download. Plus, we talk about a mutual friend of ours and Three Doors Down's Better Life Foundation charity and much more. Hello. Hello, is this Ethan? Yes, it is. Is this Greg? Yes, how are you? I'm great, man. How are you doing, buddy? I'm fantastic. Thanks for changing times on me. I, I forgot I had a drum lesson I teach online to kids. Oh, no, that kids would always come uh, first for me. So, no, you're totally good, man. <laughs> Not a problem at all, buddy. So, Thanks. Are you uh, doing that a bunch now? I, a lot of musicians have gotten into uh, online tutorials or even just online streaming songs that they wrote for people's enjoyment. Have you been doing that a bunch, or did you just kick it off because of the current situation? Well, I ta- I've been teaching at a school for a couple of years now, um, and uh, it's a really good school. It's a great school. It's kind of like a school of rock, but it's our own thing because we also... We go into songwriting and production and how, you know, what entails really, you know, in the studio and just not just basic rudiments or scales. You right. know, it's pretty in-depth. And with the current situation the way it is, uh, we, you know, I'm teaching now from home until the, you know, unforeseeable future right now. So uh, I've been adapting, as is everyone else in the world. Right. <laughs> you know. Uh, so I've been doing them online, which is great. I mean, it's saving me a ton of gas. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah, and I, I guess you live in the L.A. area, so that you, that's definitely a huge bill for you all the time. Uh, no, no, I still have I still have my Valley phone number, eight one eight. All that. Yeah, I live in Nashville now. Oh, cool. Uh, I got I got out of L.A. about ten years ago. Gotcha. Um, it was just a, it was getting a little crazy. <laughs> I know the feeling. Now you joined uh, yeah. Three Doors Down uh, around 2005, was it? Yes, 2005. Oh. Okay, and you uh, you actually got made an official member of the band. I mean, we all know that originally um, the lead singer was the drummer, and they had another drummer fill in when he stepped behind the mic in the front of the stage, and then they made you an official member of the band after you joined in 2005. So you're in on all the songwriting and studio sessions and 100 percent right but yeah um uh i was in some of this you know we all kind of write song we all write together um more so in the last record everybody was kind of pitching in on that one and uh you know because the band is a you know since i joined the band it's gone through some changes yeah. you know we've had some drama 
right. to say the least. Um, so speaking of fluid situations, you know, the <laughs> band, you know, has been in that, you know, but it's maintained, you know, you know, because now I've been in the band 15 years and it's just, it's comfortable. Yeah. You know? It's, it's, you know, it's family like, you know, so like I said, and we all got sober together and, you know, not together together. We all one by one, but we all did. And now we're on that same kind of page. Yeah, you've done the whole rock star touring party backstage thing, and now you can just be normal guys, some of you with families, and uh, still go out and have a good time. Yeah, you go on our bus at midnight, it's a ghost town. Like, everybody's (laughs) in bed watching movies. You know, you can hear hear me snacking on, you know, something in my bunk, popcorn or something. Yeah, I've been, uh, you know, I've got a few friends in, in lots of different kinds of bands from really heavy stuff to really light stuff. I've been on a few tour buses, and, and you can tell the people that have been doing it longer because they're like, hey, thanks for coming on. Have a beer. Now get off. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. It's not a, it's not a, a party bus. No, it's just a home then. So, um, hey. Well, it used to be, but now, you know, when you first start, that's what you think you're supposed to do because, you know, you learn from Motley Crue and all these bands. You're like, oh, this is what we're supposed to get messed hammered every night and have parties then finally one day you wake up like you know this is uh this is exhausting (laughs) well and it's real easy to fall into because you know you'll have uh local fans or guys like me or radio djs and stuff they come on the bus and they're like hey you guys want to have a good time and well yeah especially if you're buying so uh right you know everybody i would have done it too in fact i did do it a few times so i know exactly (laughs) what it's like so what is uh you are doing some solo stuff right now um you wrote a song played all the instruments and did this um split screen video of you playing all the instruments called skin to skin was that something that came out specifically because of the pandemic going on or was that something you were working out before no it was something i i wrote that song three weeks ago oh wow yeah uh because what how it happened it evolved and i was in i was in the process of opening up a coffee shop uh in my hometown in oklahoma in this little town of kingston on the lake on lake texoma it's a resort town it's you know it's small one red light you know yeah and but that's where I'm from. Everybody knows me there. I'm kind of like a hometown hero of sorts, you know? Yeah. And I own this property there. My mother owns it and kind of gave it to me. And it's just sitting there empty. I'm like, that's, you know, there's no coffee shop. So I want to do a coffee shop. And I was going to put like all my gold records on my billboard music board, the Grammy, all the stuff I've collected over the years. And then a collection of classic vinyl records for people to look through like old music stores. And then they could put on the vinyl record in this coffee shop. Nice. And I thought it was a great idea, you know, because, you know, me being from there and all the, you know, that's where, because I got gold records in my basement. I don't even look at them, but pe- the people who need to see them are the people that are in that small town who can see, like, you can do anything in right. life. You just got to go do it. But, you know, I wanted to do that. And then they passed <laughs> the medical marijuana thing in Oklahoma, and the only one in town opened right next door. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God, I got to get a coffee shop in this place. Right. So anyway, I got the coffee shop pretty much, you know, my financing because I was getting a loan. I had an investor that was going to go in with me and this sweet woman that I've known since I was a baby. And uh, she believes in it. And then we were about to finalize everything and then this happened. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know, thank God I didn't open it up two months ago. Right. Or something, you know, but I was still gutted. I was like, oh God. You know, I've been working on two years and like two years of work and then now it's on hold and and then I was so depressed, you know. I'm not gonna say so depressed, but I was depressed. I was, you know, 
setting and then then top it off you know i don't know when my next show is going to be right uh and so i don't everything's so uncertain in my life right now it's it's everything is just kind of gone in the blink of an eye and then marshall who is an engineer that lives in my basement he rents my room in my basement and uh we have a three doors down we have a studio up the street and marshall also does monitor engineer for craig morgan the country singer oh yeah but, but he's an engineer, you know, he's a younger guy, he's in his mid-twenties, but he's a little, you know, whiz kid. And he's like, you should write a song about this. So, you know, a little later that day or next day or whatever, I remember I was sitting with the guitar, I was like, I'm going to see, you know, and I wrote this song in like 20 minutes. And I went down and I said, Marshall, I got a song, can we go on the track it? Sure. What is, you know, we're not doing anything. We're quarantined here, let's go quarantine in the studio. Right. So we went to the studio, and I was like, well, I, I played the drums, I played the bass. Play the guitar, and in my head, I knew exactly what I wanted this song to sound like. I could hear it. I was like, you know, and so it wasn't any like songwriting in the studio. As soon as I picked up the drumsticks, the guitars, the bass, I knew exactly what everything was doing. So the vocal was another thing because I'm like, I have never sung before. I don't. I hate my voice. I don't know what we're gonna do about that, but I'm gonna go ahead and try it. And then I really sat there and worked on it, and was able to get it to where I was like, okay, it doesn't annoy me as much as it should. That's good. <laughs> so, and, you know, I played for a couple of people and they're like, man, that's really good. They loved it. I was like, really? And it sounds like you should be on the radio. You know, of course, that's what you hear when you make a demo. Right. I can hear it on the radio. So I didn't know what I was doing. I don't have a label. I don't have a management. I mean, three doors down does. I don't. So I was like, I found out, okay, go through this and get on, how do I get on Spotify? How do I get on that music? How do I? I was like, well, I'm going to make a video for it. So Marshall, the same kid. I'm like, my, that's what my idea is. It's like, had me playing all the different instruments on one live take and then just put them all at the same time. I'm like, it's great because it's like a song, you know, we wrote about quarantine. I'm in quarantine. I'm the only one that can do this right now because nobody else is, you know, can be around me. So it was perfect opportunity to do this. So did, I, did, I, did, I did not plan on releasing it as a single and starting some solo project. But, you know, it's kind of made me think like, you know, and obviously I'm not living through your sound. That's not going to happen. Right. But, I can still write my own stuff. I can, if people like it, I mean, if I can get it on the radio and get it in front of people, and, you know, my history helps. You know, I've had a long career, 25 years I've been doing it. I'm like, who's, who knows? Yeah. Dave Grohl did it. You know, I was like, you know, and so, and I, I haven't, and I've been fortunate enough that I haven't really burned any bridges along the way. You know, I've been pretty accommodating to everybody I've come across in the business. So, you know, people seem like they're willing to lend a helping hand because they like me. And that goes a lot. You know, you piss somebody off as a journalist. That's not good. No, they, they hold <laughs> you know, grudges. Nah. Yeah. They, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> so I was in, I was in public mud. I know. <laughs> so I'm like, so I'm going to make sure that I am on good basis with everybody I can be. So, cause what's the reason to be an asshole? Right. What you're playing music? Yeah. You think like you're cooler or better than anybody just because you can write a song? It's like <laughs> no. Now dunking a basketball—that's pretty cool. But, that's you know, true. You know, I'm just kidding. I'm being facetious, but you know what I mean. I'm like, it's we're just human beings, and some people do certain things that are better than others. And then, but, but like I always laugh at Grammy awards and things like that because it's like judging art over like against each other against other art is just so ridiculous to me yeah because you know the eye of the beholder kind of concept yeah i've never been one who's like this is my favorite song ever you know i can like all kinds of things and they can all be favorite songs it doesn't mean one's necessarily better than the other so competition in art does seem sort of like um antithetical to what the whole goal is 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's to be enjoyed by all. And if you can get, you know, I guess it just comes down to like what grabs the masses the most. Yeah. What is the most popular song that's getting beat down people's throats? But a lot of times that comes into money. What, oh, yeah. radio, what record label is putting the most money behind something so people hear it every time they turn around? Oh, yeah, that happens all the just time. You hear, right. Just because you hear a song all the time doesn't make it a great song. Nope, not necessarily. No. So if you've got, yeah, uh, really. are you doing um, a full solo project? Are you just sitting on the one song right now? Or are you going to just, if something else pops up, you'll pop it up too? Or what's the future plans? Well, I mean, now this has kind of been a little strange, you know, obviously, because everything's kind of been changing around, you know. I've got another song I already wrote and recorded about the same time I did this one. Uh, so it kind of sounds similar to it. It's a little darker, I guess you'd say, just because that this song is, if you're a musician, this song is in, in major, and then the other song is in minor. So it yeah. just kind of gives it that, you know, the darker edge and the lyric content. It sounds a little heavier, but it's the same. It, it would make, it would be, you know, you could definitely hear it on the same album. It would make total sense. If the guys um, in uh, Three Doors Down came and said, hey, we love what you've been doing. We want to record them as a group. Would you be like, great, let's all do that and put it on the next Three Doors Down album? Or are you keeping these just for yourself for right now? Well, for right now, it's just for myself because, I mean, knowing the Three Doors guys, they're going to want to, you know, they really don't want to play something that's already written. And they want to do something that we're all a part of. Right. You know, and that. And that, that's what I'm most proud of, too, by those guys, is that, you know, we're all in this together. So, uh, you know, I could Brad doesn't want to sing lyrics he didn't write. Some lyrics that, that mean nothing to him. I mean, not to say that they mean nothing to him, but, you know, that he's not a part of. Right. And I totally understand that, you know. But, I mean, to some degree, it'd be like, Sam, I mean, I want you to play exactly these drums. He doesn't do that. He's like, you play what you think the song needs. Right. He, might have opinion, he might have opinions and we talk about it and then we'll, you know, try different things. But, you know, and I, I don't expect him to want to sing lyrics that I've written, you know, I don't know if that makes sense. But, no, it, make, I mean, it, I, it makes total sense. No, I totally get it. I, I know there's a lot of guys out there, you know, in bands and sometimes you've got like one or two main songwriters. Sometimes everybody does their own part and the combination of all the different pieces together is what makes the band. It's just one of those things you never know until you get in and you go, well, who, who gets to write? Who sits in on the sessions? Or, you know, is it everybody or is it a couple guys come in and go, we want it to sound like this? Yeah, every band's different. Well, it's kind of interesting with Brad because, you know, We'll all throw ideas at him because he doesn't play guitar or anything. Right. So we'll all throw, like, like I'll send him, I'll record something on a car, acoustic guitar that I just wrote, like a corporate production, like, this is pretty cool to see if you write anything for this. And if it hits him, it hits him. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Gotcha. So you don't really know. And so when he, he finds something that he, oh, look, I like this. I've got a melody to do. i got a cool hook line. i got written lyrics, you know. Then we all get together and Chet will come up with his parts. Chris will all come up with my parts and, you know, we'll all just kind of evolve it around there because we don't want to do a bunch of songs that we don't know if Brad's going to really connect with. Right. Now, you know, so let's go. Uh, you guys have been involved with, and um, I'm not sure if, if you know him personally. I used to work with a guy in radio back in Texas named Chuck Brown, who was a big part of uh, also your Better Life Foundation that you guys did. And yeah. You know Chuck? No, I know Chuck. He bought a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Chuck and I are, are really good buddies. I used to work for the radio station he worked for in Lubbock, Texas for like 20 years. So me and him are good buddies for a long time. 
Every time I see him, he always asks about my brother Keith. <laughs> he loves my brother Keith. He, he always had a good time with Keith in a better life. So That's yeah, awesome. I know Chuck. Yeah, I remember when he won the motorcycle to go with. I'm like, oh my god, he just we know him. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. So, what are you guys doing with the Metal Life Foundation? I mean, obviously, as we just talked about, you guys gave away a custom painted Three Doors Down motorcycle before. What are you guys um, doing right now? I mean, I've, I've, despite the shutdown stuff, what's Better Life Foundation working on uh, as a whole currently? Well, I mean, we're still doing it in uh, Cherokee, North Carolina, at the Harrod there. Got another motorcycle. You can go to the Better Life Foundation. Uh, I think it's .org. Uh, or the Facebook page, and um, they've got the bike you can get raffles for, I believe, right now. Awesome. Um, like $10 raffles to get the motorcycle. Another Harley Dave, beautiful Harley Dave. Um, I have not heard anything in regards to any sort of postponements or moving of the date. Um, and the date this year is September. Oh, no. Oh, God. It's terrible. But it's, <laughs> it's in September. I want to say it's like in the 17th-ish area. I don't have the date. But uh, if you go to the website, you can. It's there, right? But like I said, you know, everything's kind of fluid. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's better. that is probably the most used term and most um, appropriate term right now for everything. Everything is fluid. Anything could change at yeah. any second. So, well, mm-hmm. tell us now then the links where people can find Greg Upchurch stuff. Um, because you, you've got the YouTube video. You've, uh, I'm sure, got your own website uh, page where people can hear the music. What are those links? Well, I've got uh, on the, I got my fan page on Greg Upchurch Music at Facebook. I actually just started an Instagram today. Oh. Uh, it's at Greg Upchurch underscore music. Um, I do have another one, but it's got three doors down on it. And I was like, I want to keep them separate because they should be separate. Yeah, that I mean, works. they're still acting up, you know. But I was like, I just started today because I had some friends of mine. Or, you know, you need to have one that's just separate. So I did that. So I've got that. I haven't developed a website. Like I said, I wrote this song three weeks ago. No one's expecting anything to happen. I'm not social media savvy, but boy, I am all over it now. I'm like figuring all this stuff out and, and get my 14 year old. How do I do this? You know? <laughs> and I put the video up on YouTube and um, it's on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, uh, pretty much most of all the digital download streaming platforms. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, that, just the Craig Up Church music. Cool. I will include my fan page. Links of that to uh, all of your stuff. I'll include links from yours on our Facebook page and, and everywhere that we do social media and links to your song. And I'll include a snippet here uh, on the podcast so people can, because it's catchy as hell, man. I got to say, for somebody who never stepped behind the mic and sang a song, you, you wrote an amazing, catchy little song right there that I think people would really like to hear. I guess so, because like I said, it's been crazy. I've been doing interviews every day. I've got uh, people calling me, like management kind of things and stuff. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, yeah, I, it's moving a little fast for me right now. Let me just kind of catch my breath here. I mean, yesterday I was on the phone all day, and I finally ate food for the first time at like nine thirty last night. Oh wow! It's like you can't be doing this. You cannot be doing it because it's just it doesn't stop. And it's like I feel like I'm, I've been a drummer so long that you know, the drummer's like, I'll just tell you when the gig is. Right. And that, and now I'm doing all everything because I don't like I said no manager no nothing I'm just trying to, and it's just all happened naturally and organically you know those so, are the best and yeah so I'm just kind of letting it ride you know now if it just hey see what see what happens I don't know I mean people dig this song and you know I don't have anybody with a bunch of money behind it in fact I've got no money behind it yeah you just got to you know did I mean? it all yourself this song cost me thirty dollars. 
See, that's one of the cool and, things about technology these days is that anybody with enough drive, you know, can go out and they can record an entire album by themselves with just a laptop and a couple pieces of equipment, and you don't have to be a multi-million dollar studio band to get out there. No, the thing it goes back to the point of a good song is a good song. Yep. No matter how it's recorded, it'll break, it'll break through. Yes, it will. Hey, man, I really appreciate your time today. I'll include uh, links to all your stuff on our social media and everything, and uh, it's been great getting to know you. <clears throat> Maybe we'll see each other at the Better Life Foundation thing, and we'll all uh, That'd be we'll great. laugh yeah. at Chuck together because he's one of the funniest guys I know. <laughs> All right. Well, I look forward to it. Hopefully I'll see you there. Like I said, September, go to the website to get the exact date. But like I said, just keep up to date on it, and I'm sure there'll be updates provided with uh, any sort of you know timing change. Uh, awesome. Thank you so much, Greg. Have a great rest of your day, buddy, and hopefully we'll bump into you soon. All right. Be safe, Ethan. You too, Thank my you. friend. Have a good one, buddy. Right, you too. Bye-bye. Before we move on to our next guest, I wanted to play a snippet of Greg's song, Skin to Skin. It's an amazing track, and thinking about how he recorded it all by himself for a total of, what, maybe 30 bucks at home, and he recorded a YouTube video to go along with it, just goes to prove that even in the craziest of times, we could still do really cool stuff. Now, be sure to stick around to the end of the episode, and I'll play Skin to Skin in its entirety. But for right now, here's just a sample of Greg Upchurch's Skin to Skin on Skidmark Show. Sun is shining, but I can't get it. That's Skin to Skin by Greg Upchurch, the drummer for Three Doors Down. Now stay tuned to the end of the episode, and I'll play the song in its entirety. You can hear it from start to finish, and we'll get that right on Skidmark's show right after our next guest joins us. Next on the show is a man by the name of Steve Creep, a musician in his own right, playing close to 300 shows a year in Canada, where he lives. But he usually tours the world as a guitar tech for the band Tesla, one of my favorites. Now that he can't do either... He's painting, amongst other things, and he'll give us a look at what the pandemic is like for our neighbors to the north in Canada. Hey, man. Hey, man. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, waking up, getting my day going. <laughs> you, actually... you know it is. There's nothing to wake up for. So... <laughs> uh, I'm going to time code this for everybody when we listen back later. Uh, it's 6.30 p.m. at night Eastern time. Now, you're in uh, Montreal. Are you on the same time zone? or? Yeah. Okay, so you're just waking you're, up around... You're in Tampa, right? Yeah, Tampa. Yeah, yeah, same time zone. So you're just waking up and getting ready to get your day started, huh? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I went to bed really, really late. I mean, even when I play in bars, here the closing time is three. You know, sometimes either you're tearing down or you're drinking with the staff, so you don't get out of there till four, four thirty sometimes. So 
I get home, you know, on average five o'clock, sometimes six, depending on how hard I go at it. Yeah, no, that makes total sense, especially when you've been um, uh, playing. I mean, that's how you make a good chunk of your money is playing in bars and stuff on the weekend. So yeah, you got to stay out late. I'm, I'm out at six days a week. I, this is what I do. So. Speaking of which, let's go over all of your bona fides real quick. Your name, Steve Creep, as you are known on Facebook. And you have yeah. been working uh, in the live music industry, whether you're a guitar tech or you've been a drum tech before a couple times or mostly guitar tech. It's always been guitar tech, oddly enough, because I'm actually a better drummer. But uh, people don't know that. <laughs> it's good to have two skills, because if you ever get a bad name as a guitar tech, I'm a drum tech now. Well, that's all. I'm trying to tell Tesla that. That's all I do. I'd make a great drum tech if you're ever stuck. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you can do both. Now, you've done it for, uh, according to your list here, um, Tesla, the band, of course, the Beach Boys, Foreigner, Leonard Skinner, Quiet Riot. Is there anybody else you've teched for? I saw pictures with you and Twisted Sister. Uh, Twist, my, my relation with Twisted Sister was more uh, through a friend. Uh, I, for, I met I met D Snyder in 2000 because I played his Christmas party in a band called The Flames. And the, the story with that is um, these guys were from Connecticut, and once they broke up, Matt Starr is the drummer. He, he plays with Ace Fraley right now, and he was with Mr. Big recently. Wow. So I, I got a lot of cool friends uh, that, that have uh, gone on to uh, move across the country and play with some pretty cool guys. But uh, I'm here in Canada. I'm stuck, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no border crossings currently either, so you've got to find something to do way up north. Is it still freezing cold and covered in snow? Yeah, no, no. Here it's warming up. It's it's above zero here. I mean, you work on Fahrenheit. We work in Celsius, but it's still kind of relative. It's above zero, and it's uh, all the snow's melting here, so. Well, Definitely warmer good. down in Tampa. I'd rather be there, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, come on down, man. I don't have a room for you, but, you know, the beaches, um, well, actually, they're closed right now. But when they open back up, you can sleep on them. People do it all the time. Oh, right on, man. Yeah, I haven't been down to Florida since I was a kid. Uh, you should definitely come down. The weather is much nicer here. That I can guarantee. Yeah, yeah. So what is, because um, wasn't Tesla about to go uh, start up another tour or did they just get off of one? They they had done, um, most recently, uh, they did the uh, MORC in, uh, in uh, Mexico and they were headlining some shows and they were about to do an Alice Cooper tour with Alita Ford opening the bill, them in the middle, now headlining, obviously. And uh, that, that got canceled because of this bullshit. So... They're on standby. I haven't heard any rescheduled dates from them yet. I mean, I'm not. I'm not currently on the uh, on the on the payroll. I was I was called because they were doing a Canadian tour with Def Leppard, and uh, they needed a guitar tech. And uh, they figured, well, if we can get a Canadian guy, we won't have to do the paperwork. So having to send an American through the border last minute, you know, all that kind of stuff. They they they, they called Mitch Lafon, who's a writer here for all those hard rock bands and he referred me and uh that's how i got that gig and i ended up doing five american shows with him so i was with him for a whole month but uh at the at the end of it they were like all thanks got your number and um, every time they 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 book something i call them and we make sure you know we're always keeping in touch you know i talked to jeff just uh last week i talked to jeff so um, it, it, it's, it's on good terms, but the way these things work is like they're working with budget cuts now, and they're trying to find ways. They're getting their, their tour manager to do sound for them, uh, monitoring. Wow! And, and so they're getting guys to multitask, and it's uh, they're trying to get now instead of having four techs, they want to have maybe three or two doing the whole band. And, and in my opinion, having done that job, I know that just doing Frank alone is a full time job because he has a lot of guitars and he and he has a lot of switchovers in his show. So it's just not feasible 
maybe maybe the bass and drums could do one guy if you if you have a guy who has the knowledge in both. But I don't know. Well, they're trying to they're trying to financially cut corners right now, and like a lot of people are thinking about a band like Tesla that you know has just such intricate dueling guitar parts and stuff, and and so much of it is guitar based. Yeah, having one guy do multiple jobs, especially teching the musician's equipment, does not sound like the best way to save a few bucks, if you ask me. No, I mean it's it's pretty hard because at that point the the team is already running uh, on optimal cylinders. I mean there's there's not really too many corners you can cut uh, at a band at that level because they're big enough. See, I work for a Canadian band called Moist, and I don't know if they're really popular in the states or if they ever had a good run there. But here they did, I think, eight times platinum total. Wow! So they're they're big. They're big in Canada, kind of like the Tragically Hip. Everybody loves them here, you know. Yeah, I, I've heard so, of the uh, Tragically Hip. I just I'm not as familiar with Moist. Yeah, Moist I don't think had as a big a run in the states as they did here. But uh, here they're kind of like Canadian icons. So they'll play uh, they'll play Corona Theater here, which is probably about uh, 1,500 seats. They'll do two nights, so they do quite well here. But it, it's funny they wanted one tech to do the whole band, and I was like, hey, guys, you got keyboards, two guitars, drums, and bass. <laughs> Golly, I'm like that's a fucking lot of work, you know. And then the keyboard is, is he's got quite he has two setups because if one goes down. He just turns around and he wants to plug it all into the second one. So you got to know a lot about keyboards. He runs it through a, a MIDI thing through his laptop. So I don't know anything about fucking like computers or keyboards at all. So he's, he, he basically gave me a rundown. I'm taking photos of the back of his modules. <laughs> he's giving me the password to his laptop. And I'm like, Jesus, you're really throwing me in the fucking deep end. So they, we ended up using two guys for the five shows. And uh, I, did, I did the two guitars, bass, and drums. While the other guy just did keys because that's how much work it was. Wow. I mean, uh, I, coming from somebody who's been to literally hundreds of concerts, I I know I, I've watched all the other people who don't know much about what goes on behind the scenes, and when they're, everybody's waiting for the headliner band, but you still got the techs out there doing sound check, that last-minute sound check on the drums, and everybody's like, this is taking forever. Well, try setting it up before the show with multiple instruments oh, you got to cover. It's got to be insane. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys that have it down to a science, like Tesla works very, very efficiently, like, and having been in the arenas and talking to other guys in the industry, they, they all say all the state hands, all the locals that come in are like, Jesus, we've never seen such a, such an efficient way of working. The, the way the drum riser is, the way the load in and load out is taking care of it, it eliminates a lot of time. So it opens up time for uh, the headliner to, to deal with, or even the opening band. You got to work super fast when you're an opening band in these arenas because there's no time to fuck around and you're the guest. So turning on that drum kit, I mean, you should see the system they have. It's, fucking amazing but um the, the ants are all in a, in a wall that just rolls off and you get a forklift uh, to, to move four things and boom it's done wow so it's, easy. it's impressive yeah i bet but most have less guitars they're only using one guitar live and if, if something goes wrong he uses backup and even the rhythm guitar player he's he's got his acoustic on a stand next to him and i'll hand it to him to make his life a little easier but he's pretty self-proficient he doesn't require much i don't have to change strings for him same with the lead guitar player. They're they're really easy going. But Frank, man, he wanted he wanted his twelve string done some days. So he has his double neck rather. So that's like sixteen strings, right? Uh, eight, eighteen strings, sorry. And it's and then you got his acoustic that he wanted every day changed. And he and there's and you're running on stage to to give him these things. So you know he, he's playing his electric and his acoustic at the same time. He's got it on a stand and it portions of the song uh, just leaning over the acoustic while the electric electric is still on his waist. So. You got to be ready for him all the time, and luckily, not much went wrong. But 
there's you, you gotta you gotta be up and down that stage a lot. Whereas Dave Rude, he's on the other side of the stage. He only uses the, his acoustic for the intro to love song. So it's it's really easy uh, for it to be his tag compared to Frank, who's got like different tunings, different guitars. It's it's pretty wild. Yeah, coming from someone who plays guitar and has changed my own strings, it'll take me an hour and a half just to do my six string, and that's the electrics, which are usually a little easier. I can't imagine trying to do those on the fly, especially with something like a 12-string or a double neck. Uh, and Frank's got a particular way that he likes to have his strings wound around the post. He, he, he does this uh, two, two loops around the post and then runs the wire through the middle of those two winds. Oh, so you got to split them and run the wire through? Yeah, like a string. Like He likes to, he likes to run the string around the post twice. Right. And you got to go through the middle. And then send it through the hole. Yeah, send through the middle of those two. And he says that locks it. That's his way of doing it. And he says his reasoning for this is when you're taking the strings off the next day, you know when you wind them three times around and then you do that fold where you kind of lock it around the string? Yeah. And some people do it. Some people do it. Some people don't. But I do that. But it's, it is harder to take the string off because it gets a little snag and then you start cutting yourself on the tip of the string. So this is his way of eliminating the time. So it took me a little while to get used to his way of winding the string, but it, it's definitely more practical when you're taking the strings off and trying to change strings fast. Because, yeah, like you, like I'll do one guitar just to clean the guitar and, and, and do the, the lube on the nut and change the strings. So I could spend a solid hour just really babying my guitar but in that case sometimes you got three or four of those and you got to run all day just bop, 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 as fast as you can so you get used to the routine but uh at first it's not as fast as uh, by the end of the tour <laughs> <laughs> well and between the two of them don't they have probably 20 30 guitars that they need sort of ready for stage at any moment just in case yeah, well, no, Frank's pretty good. He doesn't break a lot of strings, but uh, he'll for Heaven's Trail and uh, I'm sure there was another song. Um, he's tuned a half step different than the other songs, and then uh, there's his acoustic, and then the twelve string. So you know, because some of them are open D, and then he'll he'll change that that one guitar that's a half step up because they're a full step down like Motley Crue. Ah. So Jeff Keith, yeah, because so Jeff Keith can sing. That was my problem with them is because he likes light gauge strings and he's tuning them super low and it's it, they just like they get flappy and they go out of tune if you hit them too hard. So I had to spend a lot of my my time stretching the strings up, making sure the guitar is playable. You know. Yeah, I've uh, never had to do that professionally, and that's why my guitar usually doesn't sound nearly as good as anybody in Tesla's, so maybe I should practice a little bit more. Are you, in Canada, are you guys all on a stay-at-home protocol like we are in America and, and many yeah. other countries? You're stay-at-home yeah. right now? We're not We're not enforced by the military or anything. I, right. I can go to the grocery store, and I can go for walks and all that stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's quarantine. You're, you're all supposed to stay in your house. So what is a guy like you whose life for the better part of the year, I would assume, is on the road traveling out with these musicians when they're saying, you got to stay at home, nobody's out, there's no live events, no production. What do you do to fill the time um, while we're waiting to see what happens next? Uh, well, right now, I'm just painting. I mean, it's like I, I play in pubs a lot while I'm here. When I'm not touring, I'll do the pub scene. So I do like six nights a week. On average, I do about 300 shows a year. Wow. So, uh, now, yeah, it's, I mean, it was pretty abrupt to have that carpet pulled. I was on tour when the uh, quarantine hit. I was all the way on the other side of the country. I'm in Montreal now, but I was in, uh, I was scheduled to play in Calgary the night that the quarantine hit. So we had to cancel Calgary, Winnipeg, and Thunder Bay on our way back. So we drove basically 53 hours straight Holy <laughs> from Montreal damn. after that. We took uh, three guys doing shifts on the way back. And, oh, and, you know, I was banking on, A, the tour money, and, B, the money that I had when I got home to, to pay some uh, bills that I leave go. I pay my hydro, like, twice a year, so I was kind of banking. 
it blew the carpets out from under me. Man. So, um, yeah. Are they doing yeah, uh, some assistance programs up there? Because I know that down here there's programs for most people, and then everybody's getting upset. Well, what about the artists? Well, they finally do something for the artists, and people are going crazy that we're giving money to these. Like, everybody needs a little help right now. We're all going through the same damn thing together. Has Canada been uh, supporting you guys up there? Right, yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I, I can't remember. I've read something in the States. They're giving everybody $1,000 or something like that. I think it's like $1,200 uh, per person, and then like more if you've got kids, and different people can apply for different other um assistance if they need it so right yeah obviously the kid factor would, would make a big difference what's what's the deal with um how is that a one-time check or are you getting that every month right now it's just a one-time thing i don't think it's going to stay that way um because obviously people yeah. in charge are starting to realize this isn't going to be over in three weeks so they're probably revisited in a month and come back with something else but right now it's just a one-time thing so we're all kind of sitting on the edge going well son of a bitch what do i do i'm lucky enough i do a podcast which you and i nowhere near six feet to each other so uh i can keep doing this job and that's just fine <laughs> yeah, it doesn't affect you too much, I guess. <laughs> no, not really. Now, here we, uh, they're giving everybody $2,000 a month for four months till July. And so uh, that would work even in cases like mine. If you did your, your tax from the year before, you show them your notice of assessment and it validates you as work. You have to earn at least $5,000 the year before. So it's it's the mandate's pretty pretty easy. They're they're very uh, they're very considerate and, and working really hard to make sure nobody's left in the dark. You know, obviously there's some homeless people. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, right now I don't know what it's like there, but not too many places are taking cash. It's all like um, debit, or yeah. credit card, right? So you know, if you're if you're panhandling, a less people have money to give. B it's going to be only cash. So if you don't have a bank account, oof. I don't know how they're behind food or any of that stuff, but for myself, um, yeah, I'm, I think I'm legible for the uh, for the two thousand a month, which is a, a great plan. I mean, I live very simple. I don't have a lot of overhead in my life, so I can I can make do with that and still maybe even sell some art on the side or whatever. I've I've got a lot of things I can do and make a little extra money if I wanted to, but. I'm spending most of my time painting. I mean, with with the quarantine, nothing's open. Can't go to the casino. Can't go to the movies. Can't do shopping. So you might as well you might as well stay home and find a hobby. So for me, it's painting. Now, have you gotten paid to do uh, painting before? I thought I saw that you had been commissioned to do somebody's wall in a business that looked really cool. Yeah, I've done a few murals in my time. I've done uh, a hair salon. I've done a, a corporate room where they it's a board room where they sell a Hermes hand product hand bags and stuff like that, scarves. They want me to draw like this pattern that was on a Hermes scarf. It's all high-end fashion stuff. Whatever. That took me about a month. You know, It takes a while to do some of these murals. Right now I'm doing Destroyer from Kiss on my wall. It's just a, something I've always wanted to do and I have the time to do it. So Yeah, I noticed that in some of your pictures and it looks really amazing. And I was thinking that's definitely a way that you could supplement your income because if you go into a business and just be like, I'll paint whatever you want. You just give me the keys and go away. I can be in here all by myself and still be some, uh, you well, know, that's it. Yeah. But in fact, it's better if nobody's around. It's less distracting. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, people are, are asking me to draw them um, various paintings and, and charcoal portraits. So uh, there's a few things. Some people uh, have money now. Some people don't. I'm, I'm going to go with priority and whoever has the money and uh, and something that I think I could do, I'll, I'll do it. So that's that's one way of supplementing the income. And it's like I said, there's many ways. I've always been pretty handy and uh, efficient. So I find ways. So I'm a survivalist, you know. So what do you think is going to happen? And I, I know none of us have any idea, but there's 
two different ways to think about this. When everything gets, I guess, back to whatever the new normal is going to be, do you think a lot of bands that were just about to hit the road are going to go, okay, let's fire it back up? Do you think a lot of bands are going to go, no, the marketplace is going to be flooded with people just going crazy? Everybody's coming out of their homes dying to be outside and spend all this stimulus money. What do you think uh, is going to come next? Do you have any idea? Um, my prediction, I mean, it's it's hard to say because America seems to have a, a bigger issue with it than, than we are over here. I don't even know if we've hit a hundred deaths in Canada. If, if if it has, it's not much over a hundred deaths, and uh, under I think it's around I don't know under a thousand cases at this point. I'm not. I can't really. I don't remember the numbers. So I'd have to do my research, but. We we our our population is is more spread out and and like you're ten times to our one in the states. So everybody's a little more around each other and going around. And people are going to beaches down there and they're not really listening, you know. Yeah. So it might last a little longer, and that that's going to affect Canada as well. But as far as as far as the bands are concerned, I know the Kiss just uh, announced uh, some rescheduled dates for Brazil. I think it is we're doing South America somewhere down there. I was going to say that the only thing that could keep Kiss from going back out on their final tour would be a virus, and then it'll just mean their final tour will be after. Right. I mean, they're probably rescheduling in hopes that this thing will be done by then. Uh, Maybe there's other bands uh, sitting around waiting to see how that plays out. (laughs) Right. I know that a lot of shows up until summer are all canceled. I mean, uh, all the May concerts that I I was supposed to attend, they're, they're all they're all canceled right now. Uh, I'm I'm not booking anything right now. Nobody's calling me as far as scheduling is concerned. So initially, when I first heard about this, it was supposed to be the beginning of uh, it was going to be March 30th, and then that got extended to April 13th. And now we're hearing things as late as June or July. Now I'm hearing in Canada they're giving us money till July 1st, which means they expect it to last a while. Now I don't know what's going to happen if it all gets resolved before that. If they stop the payments and everybody's back to work as usual or if that's just a I, I really don't know what the giant plan is but for me I normally schedule my gigs in the bars uh, about a month in advance and I, I get about 26 gigs give or take and so I have my, my staple ones the second the bar tells me to open I'm going to have my Sundays and my Tuesdays all ready to go plus uh, various weekends but all those other ones where I have to schedule them a month in advance I'm going to have to start getting in touch the more I hear news but as far as the bigger bands are concerned yeah that, that's a really good question I would think uh, you know late summer early fall I mean August I think all the bands are going to be on the road I, in, in, in the perfect world I, even before that but not much before August I don't think Well, I can tell you this. There's a couple of gigantic bands about to be on tour. Um, I know because they've booked dates here in Tampa, and that's Guns N' Roses in August and the Rolling Stones, I believe, in July. So first and foremost, if the Stones go back out on the road because they're freaking indestructible, I think we know things are going to start look better, you know? Well, and they're and they're senior citizens, so if they're willing to take the risk of going on the road, and a lot of their fan base, I would imagine, is is in an older age group, to put them in a, in a large group setting, uh, they must feel pretty confident that this is going to be over by July. And, hey, man, I, I really hope so, too. I mean, I'm liking this downtime. In the first week, I was kind of like, oh, God, I'm not. I'm really, uh, I'm really up Shit's Creek here. What am I going to do? But then as the week progressed and certain things uh, went well for me, I, I have enough money to probably last myself even without government assistance till at least May at this point. So uh, I'm, I'm feeling uh, pretty good about sitting at home painting. And if, hey, if I can, I can get that stimulus and stay home and paint and go in the sun on the bike canal all summer long, and so be it. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I've been playing 300 shows a year for the last decade. So 
I can use a vacation, and it, it took a virus really to force me to take one. So, <laughs> you know, I think I'm, that, I'm, I'm making light of it. I, no, we should. I mean, you got to be able to. I think this is one way that a lot of people got their first vacation, whether they wanted it or not. That some people just don't take them, and it's like every now and then you got to be able to say, "No, I'm going to stay inside, and I'm not going to look at anybody, and that's okay." I think we should hang yeah. on to this Rolling Stones metric of if they go out on tour, we know everything's going to be all right. Other than that, that's a good parameter, if you ask me. I mean. <laughs> right? We'll just hold on to the stones and see what they do, and then we'll know what the, what the world's going to go through, right? Or we need to find, like, a really fragile band, you know, and, and, it, and if they can survive, then we know that we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what band that would be. I don't want to name names. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to jinx anybody, but I do know lots of bands yeah. who are unrecognizable from where they started as far as members, so I'm sure there's a few candidates yeah. out there. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, well, it'll be an interesting parameter to see either way. Hey, Steve, thanks for joining me on the show today, man. I really appreciate it, and uh, hopefully you survive just as, as well as everybody else, and we're all back out on the road having fun and seeing some live bands again soon. Yeah, I think I think we're all going to be better coming out of this. I think people are going to appreciate some of the smaller things in life and maybe appreciate each other a little more. I'm noticing that people on, on Facebook are a lot more friendly, so I'm I'm hoping that the, the good side of it comes out. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. I think everyone's going to be crazy about getting out, being social again. So the the industry, as far as bars shows, is going to be a lot better down the line, hopefully. But it might take a while. I'm more concerned about movies because they can't shoot movies right now. Oh, that's true. They are because they can't all be in the same place to shoot. However, we are getting some of the theatrical release movies on streaming services, so we don't have to go to a theater. So that's a kind of it's a it's a you know, half dozen and one six in the other. Yeah, but there's a charm about going to movies too. I like that. That's so. true. Wow, Mo- movie theater popcorn, you can't beat it, and, and beer and popcorn. No, it's, 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 it's like a baseball game. It's the experience. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Steve, thanks for joining us, man. I really appreciate it, buddy. I had a blast. All right, thank you very much. Well, go. A big thanks to Steve Creep for being on the show and Greg Upchurch, the drummer for Three Doors Down 2. Now, as promised, here is Greg's new single that he wrote and recorded 100% by himself at home. This is Skin to Skin. I posted the video on the Skidmark Show Facebook page and included links to watch it from YouTube or stream it from Spotify. And be sure to follow Greg and Three Doors Down on your social media channels and maybe we'll see you at the Better Life Foundation concert in North Carolina later this year. Hopefully at least. Until then, thanks for listening to Skidmark Show and enjoy all of Greg Upchurch's Skin to Skin. Stay safe out there. Be good to each other. I'm Ethan D. And for Jeff, Meg, and all of us at Skidmark Show, have a good one. I look outside and there's no one left to play with me everybody's locked inside their cage nowhere I can go just be left alone they tell me to relax and take it day by day but everything around here's changing life is getting so frustrating in every way
Thanks for listening to Skidmark Show. We'll have another episode full of fast cars and rock stars ready for you soon. Until then, be sure to share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and all social media. And leave us a five-star review everywhere you get your podcasts. Until next time, listen loud and drive fast when nobody's looking. Powered by Pins Oil. Oil.